Well, good morning, everybody at the Way Woodstock. You may notice that I'm not here, and neither is Pastor Ann. Uh, we're in different places. She's on the women's retreat, so be in prayer for them as they continue and finish up their retreat this morning. And I am with Kristen at Chick-fil-A next with some 10,000 other people gathering for worship today in Orlando and then at a leadership conference the first half of the week. So I'm sorry I'm not here with you in person, but you're in for a treat. And I'm not talking just the pancakes today, but Ernie Allen is going to join us and bring the word today as we continue in our series, Get in the Game. And some of you may not know Ernie, but, but Ernie comes to us with a long, rich tradition of being a local pastor in the Methodist uh, faith and tradition. Uh, he is definitely grounded in God's Word. You're going to hear that today, and he's definitely guided by God's Spirit, and you will experience that today as well. And uh, I'm just grateful because I reached out to him this past fall and said, hey, do you ever want to be a part of the preaching rotation? He said, I'd be honored to be a part of that. And so you're going to have a privilege to hear from him as we continue in this series, Get in the Game. And in many ways, he's getting in the game. And he's going to bring the word to you today. So uh, please welcome Ernie up here to bring us the word as we continue in worship. God bless you. See you next week. Well, there you have it. For those of you who have known me for this past, I've been here, Jane and I have been here now for a year today. And it was a year ago last month that I delivered my last message. So it's been a while. So bear with me as we uh, embark upon this fourth in the series of Get in the Game. I want to welcome y'all, all those that are here in person and those that are joining us online here at The Way. You're welcome anytime. Uh, you may not always get to see me, but you'll see Ann and Andy, and that's good. But you're welcome to join us here in our pursuit of Jesus and our commitment to sharing in hope, living with purpose for the sake of others. Okay, Andy told you a bit about who I am. Some of the rest of you might know a little more about me than others. But uh, like I said, we've been here a year now. Um, fairly involved. It's a good place to be. Uh, some of you may remember me from another place. <laughs> so, <shh>. so um, we'll let that be as it may. I'm, I'm known in other locations as Interactive Ernie. Okay, so you'll be prompted from time to time to interact with each other and with me, and that's okay. Uh, I'm known, also known as Just Ernie, that's all lowercase, and uh, that's my email address as well as who I am. I'm, I don't claim to be anybody in particular, and what you see is what you get. So, bear that in mind. Today, oh, by the way, I'm suffering from the uh, dried out from sinus medication, so I may need a sip once in a while. Today we continue the series, Get in the Game, just Andy mentioned. And for the past three weeks, some of you may recall, the first one Andy talked about, you gotta get off the bench. You can't get in the game, folks, unless you get off the bench, right? 
Then Pastor Ann talked about putting on the armor of God. Suit up. It helps in some games if you've got the right equipment on. And last week, Andy talked about being a team player. So, so far, we're, you know, in the game. We're doing what's required, things like that. So, today we continue that series and the challenges that calling produces. One of the factors that comes into play. Did you get that? Comes into play. That's a, that's a subtle hint there. That's a sort of... Uh, the necessity of practice. Hence, today's sermon title, Practice, Practice, Practice. Before I get started, let's do this. The Spirit of Jesus in me greets the Spirit of Jesus in you and brings us together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So let me start out by saying that words matter. Those of you who know Andy know, know that he's, he's kind of a, a word nerd, right? He likes words, especially if they're in a foreign language like Greek or Hebrew. I, too, am a word nerd. Words matter. So we're going to start out today with the word practice. So here's, here's the first interactive bit. I want you to turn to your neighbor or somebody close by. You don't have to point your finger at them. They'll get the point. And tell them, listen up now. This might be important. Okay. Okay, okay, that's enough. I don't, I don't want to lose my grasp on you. Okay. As a noun, the word practice, what's a noun? As a noun, <laughs> Corey, it's a person, place, or thing, okay? Okay? And that means the actual application or use of an idea or a belief or a method. That's actual use, as opposed to a theory relating about it. A ha- practice me is the customary, habitual, or expected procedure or a way of doing something. Okay, you got that? As a verb, what's a verb? Action. <laughs> it's, it's action. Practice means to perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency, assuming that one's proficient in the first place. Right? That's how you can get to be proficient to carry out or perform a particular activity, method, or custom habitually or regularly. Okay, time for more interaction. How many of you, when you were younger, or maybe even yet today, participated in some sort of sport? Oh, lots of you. More at this service than first service. Did you like it? Did you like practicing? Mm. How many of you played a musical instrument as a child? How many of you still play it? I played the alto saxophone. I was going to bring it, you know, put it on the altar, but it's sports kind of thing, so. 
but I couldn't find it, so evidently I'm not practicing it regularly. <laughs> but it is somewhere in my house. <laughs> what kind of sports were you active in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of you were in track? Me, me, me. 440, pole vault, things like that. Individual things. You know, in track, about the only team sport is relays, right? Now, you could make that application in this message. Now, perhaps you've heard some quotes about practice. Have you ever heard any quotes about practice? Oh, gee, you read my notes. Raise your hand if you've heard this first one. Practice makes perfect. How many of you have ever told your kids that? How many of you were ever told that by your parents? Yeah, yeah, okay. How about this quote? Sometimes it's attributed to uh, Vince Lombardi. Perfect practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, did it work? Uh, <laughs> or how about this one? Have you ever heard this one? They should practice what they preach. And it's always, it's always third person, right? They should practice what they preach. Or how about this one? You need to put in, you need to put that into practice. In other words, you need to do what you know you ought to do more regularly. I probably heard that every week. <laughs> it usually goes along with you know better than that, right? So there are no doubt other quotes about practice, but I think these will do for today. I do have a couple other random thoughts about practice before I get into the heart of the message. And you'll notice that I'm going to stick to my notes. I'm going to try to, so I can have you out of here by, you know, like two o'clock or something. Um, and those of you who were familiar with me from another place in another time in a galaxy far, far away, um, know that I can, I'm distracted by some things from time to time. And I'm going to try real hard not to be distracted this morning. So, did you know, as a distraction, did you know that in John chapter 5, verse 4 is missing? Did you know that? Now, I don't want you to be so distracted that you take a Bible in the pew and look it up to verify that, but it's true. And I could spend probably the next half hour or so telling you why it's not there. But that's got nothing to do with the message. <laughs> okay? So, uh, I'm going to stick to my words here, okay? Does anything bother you about the word practice when you think about it in terms of professionals like lawyers and doctors? <laughs> I see that hint. Its various meanings and or implications ever make you wonder which one of those two meanings is implied when they refer to themselves as practicing their trade? You ever thought about that? Are they putting their education and training into actual application or are they just using their skill set to get a little better, like I'm their guinea pig, right? Or how about they should practice what they preach? 
They. I'm sure. Usually when people say that about others, what they're usually implying is that they, that's the one pointing the finger at somebody else, wants to be left alone to live their life unrestricted by those other people. Or they're pointing out a way of life that's what seems to be, to them, hypocrisy in another, which is oftentimes merely just a way of judging somebody else while you continue on doing what you want to do. So I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. Oh, well, I'm thinking about it. Did any of you ever take typing back in the day when there were typewriters? Okay, how many of you were back in the day when they were electric? <laughs> yeah. When the Earth's crust was still cooling and you could dangle your feet in the water on the Grand Canyon? So, why was it that your typing instructor made such a big deal out of typing the words correctly? Well, yeah, I didn't have auto check. But if you misspelled it once, your brain gets to thinking that that's the right way to do it. And you will misspell that word all throughout whatever it is that you're typing. So, practicing a skill, sport, an instrument, typing, or for today's practical thing, the Christian discipleship life, Anything you're trying to become proficient in, by practicing it incorrectly, in other words, wrongly, <laughs> well, yeah, you most likely only validate this quote by Jillian Michaels. People believe practice makes perfect, but it doesn't. If you're making a tremendous amount of mistakes, all you're doing is deeply ingraining the same mistake. Is that you? I hope not. But if you're reasonably normal, I'm sure that it is from time to time. I got really good at doing the wrong things. <laughs> I, was, I was a near perfectionist in doing things wrong. Beloved, practice takes work. It's exhausting sometimes. Think back to those half-hour sessions on the piano bench or whatever it was that you were doing. Think back on those practice fields in your sport. It was work. It takes time. It takes dedication, right? Intentionality comes to mind. It takes purpose. There has to be a reason for doing it. And it takes doing it accurately. So, if you have a Bible handy or you choose to get out your phone and use a Bible app, or you can follow along up on the screen, today's scripture passage comes from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. The Word of God from the Apostle Paul to his beloved son and Lord Timothy. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, 
holding a promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we've put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in all these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Let's pray. Gracious, loving God, we just uh, give you ourselves for this period of time to hear what it is that the Spirit is saying to us this day in this place. May our hearts and minds be attuned to what it is that you have for us as we strive to get in the game and stay in the game through our practice. We offer ourselves to you now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I submit to you that practice, the subject of today's message, does not necessarily make perfect, but practice does, or it should, make progress. You have to be on your way somewhere in this. I believe that the life of Christian discipleship is indeed one made up of practice, practice, practice. But what's the purpose? To reflect back on what Paul told Timothy, godliness, holiness, a life lived in Christ for his purposes, for the kingdom, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Where am I? For the glory of God. This is what John Wesley meant by pursuing a Christian life, Christian perfection that we're to move on into becoming the likeness, the on-earth manifestation, if you will, the very likeness of Jesus. That, beloved, is a life of progress. Remember the Apostle Paul's admonition to Timothy? He was to train. That's another name for practice. He was to train in godliness. He was to labor and strive. Evidently, it wasn't an easy thing to do. He was to set an example. Now you're stepping on toes. Right? I'm supposed to set an example. We all do. But what kind of example are we setting? We're setting the kind of example that we practice, beloved. Set an example. How? In his speech, our speech. In his conduct in love, in our conduct in love. In his faith and purity, in our faith and purity, he was to be devoted 
single-minded, if you will, intentional to spiritual disciplines. Now, Paul mentions uh, the reading of Scripture, preaching, and teaching. But there are several other Christian spiritual disciplines. What, what might they be? Hmm? Yeah. Fasting. Praying. Isn't that cool? How you guys know that one? It goes together, don't they? Um, reading the Word. Fellowship. Yeah. Silence. You don't have to do it right now. Okay. Solitude. It's great to gather together, but it's good to be to have some time of solitude. Just you and the Lord. Maybe while you're praying and fasting. <laughs> anyway. But that's just a few. Timothy was to be diligent. Persevere. Stay with it in these things. What else was he to do? He was to give himself wholly to them. W-H-O-L-L-Y. All of him. Not just what he could spare, but all of him. Wholly to them. He was to persevere. What's persevere mean? Oh, I like that. You must have drawn out your dictionary. It means to hang in there. As they say in Japan, gambate. Sort of like put your best foot forward. Gambate. Hang in there. Stay the course, as Andy says so many times. He was to watch closely his life and doctrine. He was supposed to watch closely his theology, his understanding of Scripture, his core beliefs. Why? For what reason was he to do all these things? It said in that passage, it says, so that everyone may see your progress. That was the goal, was to make progress in all these things. How do you do that? Fix your mind. Set your eyes. Put your heart into it. Persevere. His progress. Evidently, he hadn't arrived yet. How many of you have arrived? How many of you are close? Oh, come on. You might be. John Wesley says it's, it's a thing that looks like this. You know, it looks like the stock exchange. It goes up and it drops a little bit. It goes up and drops a little bit. And eventually, it may be your last breath, you'll achieve Christian perfection. To us Wesleyans, that's important. We're supposed to strive for that. Let's see, where am I? He was on his way. He was getting closer and closer, but he wasn't there yet. Timothy was a work in progress. Yeah. At this point, as an aside, but a very important aside, I'd like to interject something else that Paul tells Timothy. Paul tells Timothy that he must not neglect his gift. The same holds true for us. How many of you know what your spiritual gifts are? Well, come on. Well, if you don't, Alan 
Macmillan, does this thing on, what, how do you say that? Gazon. Okay, where you can learn your giftings and your passions. I'm a big proponent of doing that. That's one of my passions, is to equip people with their gifts and to turn them loose for work in the kingdom. Let's see. So that you don't neglect their usefulness. There's a place for you here at the way to use those things. When you were practicing a sport, did you know exactly which position you were going to wind up playing? I mean, you can't all be quarterbacks or tight ends or, you know, basketball. You can't be all be guards, forwards. Looks funny if you're all centers. I'm sorry, but, you know. You got to find your place. How do you find your place? Find your place by use of your giftings. Try them out. See if they're comfortable. Most times they're not right off the bat. I'm an introvert. Most people don't believe that, but I am. I'm the guy that wrote the definition after. So when I get done here, I'm going to collapse in my car. Okay? <laughs> my wife, on the other hand, is an extrovert. We'd go to conferences, you know, like a, in Victoria, British Columbia or something like that with software vendors and everything. And I'd have a name tag on, she'd have one on, and she'd be off doing whatever she was doing while I was working. And later on in the week, somebody would come up and look at my name tag and go, Ernie Allen, you must be Jane's husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great, you know, that's nice. See how easy it is to get distracted? John chapter 5, verse 4. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Homework assignment for you. Now back to a work in progress. I've got this slide. Could you put that up there? Yeah. Now this isn't the original slide. The original slide was, it was different. Wasn't it, Alan? But you also couldn't see it. It was too small or something. So Alan redid this, and, and he got the wording right. He says, practice makes perfect. We've already decided that it doesn't. But it does make progress. And it brings understanding of what works and what doesn't work. Practice is just that. It helps you find out what works and what doesn't. And if you're halfway sharp, you'll drop the what doesn't and continue on with the what does, okay? It ups your skill level. <laughs> what would be the point of practicing if you didn't get better at it? I don't care whether you're a doctor or a piano player or a pole vaulter. It creates new habits. Remember those spiritual disciplines? It creates new habits. It cultivates them. They persevere in those things. You get better at it. And it builds confidence. Confidence. That's what the praise band does here, right? They practice, right? And hopefully it builds your confidence because you're practicing it right. Right? You don't practice it wrong, do you? Not intentionally. So you practice it correctly, and you hang in there, and you do it again and again and again, and that's how you bless us during worship. 
So, beloved, don't quit. Don't give up. And don't practice wrongly those spiritual disciplines. Paul's words to Timothy are the same as Jesus' words to us here today. Don't quit. Don't give up. Train, labor, and strive. Set an example. Be devoted to spiritual disciplines. Be diligent. Give yourself wholly to them, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and to God's will. Two aspects to God's will. God's direct will, which means don't sin. I've told you what sin is, and don't do it. That's God's direct will. God's passive will, on the other hand, is to, where is it? Accept all that comes our way as part of his divine will for your life. It may not be comfortable. It may not be what you had in mind. But we are to passively accept that and give thanks in all things. That too requires practice. Everything that we're supposed to do for God, for the glory of God and for the good of the kingdom requires practice on our part. Watch closely your life and your doctrine, your theology, your understanding of scripture, your core beliefs. I can attest to the fact that coming here and setting under the teaching of Pastor Andy and Ann, you get correct theology. You get sound doctrine. And with the help of the praise band, you get some joy. <laughs> and some heart of worship. Watch closely your life and your doctrine. Your theology, your understanding of Scripture, your core beliefs. Hang in there. Persevere. Be diligently. Give yourself wholly to these things. Stay the course regardless of the circumstances or the outcome, don't give up. The bottom line, you, y'all, me, moi, we are a work in progress. And to stay in the game, we need to persevere. Because the goal is progress. And to make progress, what do we have to do? Practice, practice, practice. So, <laughs> so in closing this morning, I want to leave you this quote by A.W. Tozer. How many of you know who A.W. Tozer is? Cool guy. He's, he's dead, <laughs> but, but he wrote some books and stuff back in the 50s and early 60s about the status of the church. And this quote of his I thought was really good. It says, let us practice, isn't that funny? Let us practice the fine art of making every work a priestly ministration. What's a ministration? It's an act of service. So, let us practice the art of making every work a priestly act of service. Let us believe that God is in all our simple deeds and learn to find him where? There.
So what's your assignment? Make progress. Hang in there. Don't give up. No matter what happens. Let's pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for the ways that you encourage us, for the things that you set before us, for the fellowship of other Christians around us, that we hold one another accountable, that we encourage and nurture gifts of the Spirit. Help us to persevere. Help us to be wholly committed and devoted to your will, your active, direct will, and your passive will, that we might, in all times and in all places, bring glory to you, God, and advance the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, that is our desire for this day, now, and always. May it be so in the lives of your people, Lord. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen.